Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Oh, my goodness. Have we already made some connections, I'm hoping? Are we doing it, guys? Well, you know what? We are, we are a little bit... Is it, can you hear it? Hey, hello, everyone. I think it's dinner time or something. I hear, I hear the bell ring. We're going to be late for dinner. Hey, I want to welcome everyone here tonight. How are we all doing again? You know what? I, I would say that's a little, a little average. We can do a little bit better. How about, how are we doing in here? Oh, now, now that sounds so much better. I mean, I, I am excited to be up on the stage. You know, like any event, it always goes perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, perfectly. And we're perfectly late for our time today, but I want to get up here and start and say a few thank yous for everyone. And um, right now, I have a big, let me see, is Isabel in here? Hey, Isabel, come here for a second. I want to, um, um, everyone give a, give a round of applause for Isabel. So, so some of you guys, you know me. My name is Robert Jones. I'm owner and founder of Network Together. It started as three people about um, eight years ago. Now we've grown it to the largest personal development and networking organization in Arizona, and we're so excited about that. Isn't that great? You know, and the greatest things about that is we're always trying to find more ways to create opportunity through our chapters, through our mixers, through our net mobs such as this. You know, and eventually we have this grand concept of having a summit. But as we have grown, we have needed people, quality people, to help us in the endeavors that we are trying to do for you guys, right? Because this is what it's about. We're a member-led organization, and it's our goal to keep finding and creating value and more opportunities for you. And as we've had this growth, we took on Isabel right here. Say Shout out to her. We are proud to announce that Isabel is our business development manager for Network Together. <laughs> Isabel, would you like to say anything on behalf of this major role? Definitely. Thank you so much, Robert. And I, can I just say, I've known Robert and Sean for, for quite a couple of years now. And just seeing everything that Network Together has done, it's more than just coming together, meeting different people, seeing what you can gain from them. It's about building the relationships that you have with them, the people that you meet with on a regular basis. And being here, seeing all of you, it really does make me feel like I'm not just joining another company. I'm joining another family. And I can't wait to get to know all of you and for you all to get to know me and what I do and seeing how we can help each other grow. And this is just an amazing experience. And thank you so much for, for having me join Network Together. I'm truly honored. Plus, she loves my wife's chicken soup. It's awesome. <laughs> also, as as we've grown, um, as we've grown, um, I've I'm taken on a different role for um, for Network Together. Um, I'm not only you know being the janitor of the company, and I'm not only you know writing for the company and working on the website and trying to keep all our meetups you know going. And for those of that are not familiar with Network Together, we put on over a thousand meetings and events per year, so it's a lot to keep, you know, to keep up with. And so as we've grown as well, uh, my wife started as a, a minor role in Network Together, but quickly over time just became, you know, a major factor in the success of Network Together. And as I've 
as I've looked at Network Together and I've seen it grow, I just really wanted to honor my wife up as just being the most valuable partner a man could ever have. And I know that there's this saying that says, you know, behind every man, there's a, a, a good woman. You know, behind this man, there's a freaking awesome woman. <laughs> And, and, and let me tell you, and she's beautiful to boot, so I'm one lucky guy. <laughs> so she, is, she, she has now been promoted um, in our company to CEO of Network Together, Sean Jones. <laughs> and, and it's really difficult at our house because we do fight over the mic. Welcome, everybody, to our Network NetMob premiere. We're very excited to have each and every one of you. We have over 30 exhibitors. We have over 200 tickets sold tonight for this event. And, you know, networking is about building referral relationships. Those are your referral friends, your partnerships. Because ultimately, in networking, it's about getting known, getting seen, building the like and credibility and trust of those around you. So the more you put yourself out there, expand your circles of influence, get to know people and culture those relationships, that's where you're going to see the most impact because they turn into leads. Leads turn into referrals. And you all love money, right? That's why we're here. Thank you, Sean. Um, I want I want to say that there are we we have some um, we have some vendors out in the lobby. I just wanted to mention them really quick. There's um, Gimme Giveaway um, is Gimme Giveaway. And there's Johnny Cash. He's representing Gimme Giveaway. They are doing some free Facebook Live videos. So if you get a chance to get out there, promote your business. Just do it right now. I mean, don't run away from business. Anytime that you can get on stage, you can get in front of a camera, you can get in front of people. That, that now's the time. You know, get out there. We also have uh, Sotellus, Rob. Um, Ron Howard, not to be fused with Odie. Um, Ron, where are you at? There he is. See, see, see the height of Ron. Give him some applause. You know, he he has some he has some giveaways as well that he has out there, and um, he's doing some reputation marketing. So if if you if you love a business in this room or you love Network Together, please go out there and give us some give us some you know kudos because we'd we'd love to see that. Um, we also have entertainment tonight. We support local. We have Lucas Brown, the one-man show musician right back there. I mean, we support, you know, you know, yeah, we, we, we were trying to get, like, I, I don't know, one, I don't even know any bands anymore. I'm terrible. I'm getting old. I'm sorry about that. Just, but Lucas is here, and that's all we care about, right? I also want to uh, give a shout-out to the Venezia's Pizza. Mark, do you see you right back there? Say hello. They're, they're supplying some food here tonight. You know, I mean, great food, and, and hopefully we'll keep the croutons away from that salad. Right, Mark? Okay. <laughs> and also, um, I'm very excited that um, we, we have tonight that came in from their studios in central Phoenix. Voice America is, um, they're actually announcing this event tonight to the world. Let's give a big shout-out, applause, whatever, to Voice America and Ryan Treasure and the team. It's awesome. Um, we, we also, um, um, he'll be speaking a little bit later today. We have a Bernie Dorman came in here with um, Dr. Richard Kay. Um, Bernie Dorman is um, president and CEO of CEO Space. Um, in my opinion, it was the first true business incubation um, place to go in the world. We have Eric Swanson, Mr. Awesome's in the house. <laughs> Woo! 
he, he came in here from his busy schedule, probably out in Washington, D.C. I don't know. He likes to eat ice cream and stuff like that out there. But, you know, he's trying to do a whole new routine, get slim and trim and looking. Oh, okay, okay. I won't tell him that. Right. We also have Laurel Langmeyer. She is your money magician. And the one that gives me those looks, like, take care of that beautiful wife there, Robert. So she's always giving me those looks. So um, let me see. Uh, what's that? And she's going to do a makeover on someone tonight. And it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it, look, look at Winston. You already got your tie. You don't get a makeover. Go away. <laughs> but uh, let, me, let me check on, let's see what's going on next, because I have too much fun talking about people up here. So let me see. And any more shout outs for our promotional sponsors? I, I think that we have, um, we have them all covered. Do we have them all covered? Any more promotional sponsors? Anyone? Going once, going twice. Well, if you don't tell me that you are, you're not going to get any run up here, okay? KFNX, that's who it is right there. We have Francis Battaglia here. Where are you, Francis? Wave, um, um, 1100 KFNX. And um, I also have one of my buddies, Manny Chavez, back there of Impact Video Cards. Say hi, Manny. Okay, don't be shy. That's nothing. So wh what I want to do is um, I want to introduce... Um, our first speaker who's going to uh, come up on stage, and it's uh, Mr. Steve Cypress with the WOW Strategy. Um, Steve, come over here, please. Now, you know, for, for those of you to, who, don't, who don't know Steve, he's kind of an unassuming man, um, you know. But the inside, inside this head of his is a master marketer. And, you know, one of the things that I can say about that Steve is he is someone that can work with your business and turn your business dreams into a vision that's unstoppable. You know, he, he's kind of like a magic man where he can take a dollar and turn them to three very quickly. And I'm very excited that Steve's going to be able to talk about his company and what, um, what his company can do for you. But Network Together is very, um, very honored to have Steve um, Cypress um, backing up Network Together and helping us, you know, live our dreams and go. Everyone, I give you Mr. Steve Cypress. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Big hand for Robert, by the way. Robert and Sean put all this together. First of all, I'm sorry to disappoint because uh, Robert asked me to talk about, not to talk about my business and what it can do for you, so I'm not prepared to do that at all. So I'm not going to do that at all. I'm not going to do whatever you're asking me either. I'm not going to talk about my business and what it can do for you. Uh, Robert asked me to talk about how you can get the most out of this event. Is there anyone here who would like to hear some strategies on how you can get the most out of this event for you? Nothing to do with me or my business. Okay, very good. So, now first of all, when I help people do this, and I, and I teach people, and I have seminars on it, I teach a before, during, and after strategy for any event. So, clearly, I'm coming in a little late to help you put together a before strategy. Hopefully, you've already done that. And I'm too late, actually, to help you put together an after strategy and a follow-up system in place. So hopefully you've done that. But I'm going to attempt to help you here with the during strategy, what to do during the event to get the most out of the event. Cool? Let me start with that. Who's here has ever heard the saying, it's better to give than to receive? You've all heard that, right? So who can tell me why that's true? What's better about receiving than giving? I, I'm sure there's a lot of things. Who has something? Anything at all? Bank account. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but the saying is giving is better than receiving. <laughs> See that? I don't even know what I'm talking about. So, 
Who's ever heard of the saying, it's better to receive than to give? Did I really say that? Doesn't even make sense. Although that's kind of what I'm talking about, so I'll just skip right to the point. There's this saying, it's better to give than it is to receive. That's completely wrong. Okay, as I've been corrected by a couple of people here already, so that's good. We have some sharp people here. Because the reason that people say that, first of all, they're just trying to indoctrinate you like everything else that goes on in school and parenting and whatever, but when you think about it, what people try and tell you why it's better to give than receive is because when you give, you receive all kinds of stuff. You feel good, and it'll help you in the future, and you can you know, start a good relationship and all that kind of stuff. That's what you're here to do. So the key to the during strategy is to do the opposite of what most people do at these networking events. They come here thinking about getting. And people come to these events, and all you want to do is get. I want to get a client. This goes for everybody at a booth, everybody attending, the speakers, everybody. I want to get, I want to sell stuff. I want to get a new client. I want to get a new connection. And my suggestion is to get the most out of this event, to actually get all that happening, is to come with the attitude, what can I give? What do I have to give? Because that's the best way to make a connection. That's the way I've done it. So we have some speakers here. We have three fantastic speakers. So Bernie Dorman, how many people have heard of Bernie Dorman? My goodness, right? So I had the pleasure of picking Bernie up at the airport last night in a short drive to his hotel and got a chance to talk. So there's an example. What can I give? Well, I can give him a ride. What do I get from that? We'll see. I have a feeling something good will come from that. Anyone think something good might come from that? Yeah, Yeah, that half an hour we spent in the car? He already told me some things he's going to do that are going to come from that. So, But it started with someone texting me in the middle of the day, oh, I'm unable to pick him up, can you do it? I'm like, well, of course, because I'm always looking to give, right? How about uh, Laurel is here? How many people have heard or seen Laurel Langmire? You're in for an unbelievable treat. I got to remember what my name is, so I'm putting this back on. I met Laurel at an event like this. Years ago, we connected an event. I didn't walk up to Laurel. Laurel didn't walk up to me saying, gimme, 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 what can you do for me? I thought about it in my before strategy. What do I have to offer to Laurel? How about uh, Eric? Eric Swanson. How many people have ever seen Eric Swanson? He was right here. You're in for a treat, folks. Four people. Well, I heard more clapping than that. I, uh, I met Eric at an event like this. We had lunch together. So... I, oh, I'll give you another example. Ron Howard's here. Now, Ron Howard's booth is not in the room. It's so tell us. How many people saw that booth? Yeah, because it's kind of facing the other way. But when you look out from here, he's got a booth out in the front. Now, I met Ron at an event like this. I'll just tell you the story of how it happened. This is how it happened. Somebody came up to me and said, Steve, you've got to meet these guys. It was Ron and his two sons. You've got to meet these Howards. First of all, they're incredible people. But second of all, Steve, you love business owners. That's what I do. I help business owners make money. And he said, these guys have an incredible software that can help every business owner. You just got to meet them and see what this thing's all about. So I went over to meet him and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember. How could you? You've met a million people since then. But I said, hey, I would like you show me what your software can do and tell me about it. Because if it's what anybody says about it and what you're saying here on your banners, then I want to recommend it to every business owner I know and all my clients, which is a lot. See, I'm thinking, how can I help you? That's how I went to meet Ron. Do you think Ron, how how do you think he responded to that? 
Pretty positive, right? So that's all on subjective. Yeah, really positive. So I'm just suggesting, think about, it's a little late to, to, to do it in a pre-before strategy, but think about it right now. There's a lot of, there's, there's somebody here. And it might not be what you thought, like I'm going to come to sell stuff or find a client. Maybe it's someone who, like I did with Ron, who is going to promote your product or your service. So instead of just becoming a client, that's one, they can introduce you to 100 or 200 or 300. Would that be somebody you'd want to meet? Yeah, so that per- I'm telling you, that person is here. A person that can pro- provide services you need in your business, can help promote your business, can help introduce you to people, besides just become a client or buy your stuff. So think about what you have to offer people and be here to offer that. And I'm just suggesting that if you go home from here and you've offered how you can help to not as many people as you can, but to the right people, the worst thing happens is you're not, you don't get anything back from that. But that's why the saying, it's better to give than receive. You're going to feel good. You're going to have a real good feeling going home where a lot of people go home from networking meetings and feel bad because they go, oh, it was a failure. I didn't get a client. If you go around and you make positive connections offering what you have that you can help people, you're going to go home, you're going to feel good, and you're going to want to come back. And Robert and Sean, the network together, I think they host over 1,000 events a year. So if you use this strategy and it doesn't work today, you've got 999 more to come back over the next 12 months. Give it another shot. And at least you can meet some people, have some fun, eat some food. If, if that's all that happens, have some fun. But hopefully you take anything I've just said and you think about what you have to offer somebody else. And if everyone here is coming with that attitude, I've got something to offer. Wouldn't that make this a fantastic networking event? No? That's my suggestion. That's about it. Am I handing it back to Robert, to Sean? Is my time up? Do I have more time? If I have more time, I will say, make sure, I know he's not in the room, but make sure you get out to Ron's booth and you check out this Sotellus. It's an amazing software for every business owner. You're timeless. You are. I'm timeless? All right. Let's give Steve a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? All right, we're going to turn the mic back to Mr. Robert W. Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! I loved how she did that. My mom taught me, always listen to the woman, right? (laughs) So, one of the things, you know, I've learned a lot of things in networking over the years, you know, as we've grown. And one of the sayings I always like to say is, chatter brings the cheddar. You know, those who are constantly talking and putting themselves out of their comfort zone, you know, they're the ones that seem to find the success. You know, and success is what most of us are looking for. Is that right? You know what? You know, and one of the things are is, um, you know, I, I look at networkers and, you know, one of the things networkers do well is they have courage. You know, they have courage about doing things that they've never done, you know, going places that they've never been and saying things and seeing things that they've never seen. You know what? And one of the things I, I loved about networking, it's, it's pretty much changed my life. Has it changed anyone else's life in here? Has it? You know, I, I certainly know it's changed my life. You know, the people that I get to meet, the stories I get to, to hear. You know, there's a famous saying that says, you know, facts tell, but stories sell. And, you know, one of the things I love about networking is I get to hear people's why. You know, I get to hear about the, the challenges they have or the successes that they have. I get to work with people on an ongoing and continuous basis and, and let them, you know, bring their voice to the table so they can be heard. 
You know, and once a person's heard, you know, then we start working with them so they can craft who they are and their voice can be amplified. But you know what? For everyone in here, it starts with networking. And it will always be networking. In one of the courses that I talk about, I say, you know, to get to an ROI, you have to have an SOI, and that's ever-expanding your sphere of influence. But even before you can get to the SOI, you need to have a VOI. And a VOI is the self-worth of knowing that what you do matters. And I think everyone in here does something that matters. Do you not? Does everyone do everything in here that matters? Do you do what matters? You better believe it, yeah. You know, and one of the things I, I just want to kind of remind everyone about that as we're thinking about you know, what networking means and how powerful it can be is no matter how much technology we have, even including me talking on this microphone, at the other end of every deal is a person, at the other end of every deal is a family, and at the other end of every deal, we're here to make them awesome, fantastic, stellar. Because that's what we do as networkers. We care about each other enough, we advocate enough, and that creates the sustainability for our business. Our next speaker... Um, that we're going to have up there. I've only had three major conversations with. His name is um, Bernie Norman. And as I get to know him more, he's, he's already had a profound f- effect on how I look at myself and the vision that I want. You know, there are some people in your life, you know, you get to talk to them, and you think your vision is here, but then they look at you and they see something this great, and the vision becomes here. And Bernie Norman has done that. But what I've done is I've also made a great relationship with a very persistent and consistent gentleman named Dr. Richard Kay. Let's give him an applause, please. You know, and what's really funny about networking, there, there are some people, you know, you, you get to meet them and you're like, oh my goodness, this guy with the cowboy hat, do I really want to <laughs> have a relationship with him? He's kind of a crazy guy. But... But over time, as we've gotten to talk and gotten to know each other, I've really become um, to respect Dr. Richard Kay and the passion that he has with other people and the passion that he has for this organization network together. And he will be introducing um, Bernie Dorman of CEO Space. Let's give a round of applause for Dr. Richard Kay. Hasn't he done an amazing job in putting an event like this together? Give him a hand. Thank you. Who here is an entrepreneur and you have a business or a product or a practice you'd like to take to the next level? How many of you would like to raise capital for a project? All right. How many will not raise a hand no matter what I ask? All right. Thank you. 21 years ago, I had the privilege of meeting Bernie at a conference kind of like this. It was a networking thing. You go to networking events, you never know the outcome. Is that correct? especially when you go to be in collaboration and contribution. Some of you have heard stories of things that have come through CEO space that we have created massive success. Have you heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul? Yes. You heard of John Gray and Men of Mars, yes? These are some of the projects that have come through CEO space and have achieved amazing, amazing success. Bernie is a coach and mentor to people that you know, including uh, Mark Hansen, Jack Canfield, John Gray, Tony Robbins. He takes people, and like Robert said, we all have a vision of where we are. 
once you sit down and talk with Bernie, you realize that your vision really is about this big. We expand it. We have conferences a couple of times a year. Bernie will tell you a little bit about it. And it's my privilege to introduce the founder of, and chairman of the board of CEO Space, Mr. Bernie Dorman. I'm going to take very, well, of course, my shoes are great, but I'm going to take very little time. But I want to thank the boss. I'm here not only because for 31 years, we have the number one business conference in the world by Forbes, by Inc. But my famous friends here are who I want to get up here and have you enjoy. Laurel Langmeyer, one of the superstars. She's a superstar. Radio show, Dr. Phil, best-selling New York Times author. You've got Mr. Awesome, Eric Swan. When you get with Eric, who is awesome, we all call him Mr. Awesome, I tell all our people they have to go to his events. They have to go to Laurel's Roundtable. They have to get in these events. But I want to tell you something about why we're here. All right? And this is obligation. I do this all over the country. I'm 300 days speaking at stage at stadiums with the superstars, big events, small events, doesn't matter, and serving you. I've been out in the lobby just coaching, tape recording, giving people branding information, how to make impact marketing, how to get that you know, task done. I was just introduced by the co-founder of Home Shopping, as the, which was nice of him to say on film, but he goes, I've been with uh, CEO Space 30 years. I just came from home shopping on air, and I'm here to tell you that I've watched from 1991, and this guy that is talking to you has helped more entrepreneurs make more millions than anybody alive today, so pay attention when he talks. But I want to talk about the founder who just was up here talking about me. I told him and, and his lovely wife that they have introduced something new to us. This isn't like other things. This is better networking. And I'm going to give you some keys to even make it better right now. Change the whole thing. But I want you as you do it, because I'm going to yank it right out of my CEO space, where we spent $50 million to yank these kind of processes to give you better value when you're together. So I don't want to waste time. I want to give it to you. But I want you to do this. All right. So I said I'm here because, you know, f partly the boss is a United States Marine. My son is a two-time sniper team leader for the United States Marine in Iraq. He's been shot, blown up, four surgeries, and purple-hearted. And when I'm sitting here, and he's almost in tears, saying, I was in a very disciplined leadership organization where you put it all out on your checkbook. When you sign up, you're paid in full as it may be your life. We're point of the spear. And after you serve your country like that, what are you going to do next? And he said, what I'm doing here is the highest service I know. And I just want to help the next entrepreneur to win. That's what I really want in my heart. We all owe him three people when he has the next one. We got to do it. It's too hard filling it. You don't know what it takes. This is really good. Tell three or four people. We should be in big ballrooms and have 5,000 at these. That's how big this is. That's what Laurel and I want, and that's what Mr. Awesome wants. We all want that. David wants it. Another superstar coming up before you. All right, so with the little time I've got, I want you to figure this up. When you start in your breaks, just do this. 
So networking is a little bit broken. Do you agree? And it's broken because of what? Because we're Americans. And all this mid-year election doesn't change that. If we get threatened, there is no party. That's what they don't understand about us. Doesn't matter what our age is to the youngest children walking around. They're just us, just Americans. That's who we really are. And we used to sink each other's wells out here, clear the rocks out, make a homestead for each other. And somehow we've got this dog-eat-dog competition going, and you walk in and you say the networking competitive prayer, you know, which isn't any of our faith or religion. God, please help me meet some one non-crummy person and get out of there. And what I want you to do is turn it around. We're so blessed if you think about even being in this room against 7 billion who can't feed their families and and don't have medicine for illness. We're so blessed in so many ways. We got to come in with the cooperation, the Holy Spirit's prayer. We've got to come in with each other and say, Lord, you've blessed me so much. How can I, tithing, make a difference for another entrepreneur in this room? How could I be their difference? How could I be their miracle? How could I make that miracle? And I want you to do this, which is cooperative, not competitive. Just try it out. And get up and start networking with people. Go to everybody, every booth, everything. And just say, tell me what you're doing and what are you looking for next? How may I serve you? Tell me what you're doing, what you're looking for next. You're not needy. You don't need anything next. We don't want to catch need. What are you looking for next? We'll help you find it. If I can't help you with what you're looking for, I'll say I'll scout for you. And my goal is when I find somebody to bring them back over. So I told you I'd scout for you. And here's a great contact. You guys got to hook up. It answers your problem. There's somebody for everybody in this room. All right. So now if you have five scouts out, is that valuable here? Yes. Now, if you can help them, you say, see me. Let's swap cards. We'll, cu- we'll talk after this. And I'm going to get a Skype call or I'm going to get a meal where we have no host meal. And I'll bring my friend if it's local because meals make deals. Nothing else does. Don't end a, hey, phone him and say Bernie said phone him. That's not networking. That's not making your network. So you say, see me or I'll scout for you. What are you doing? How may I serve you? Now, is that person going to let you away without saying, but what are you doing and how may I serve you? You know what reciprocity is. Reciprocity is the power of the law of attraction. You can read Think and Grow Rich. I grew up on Napoleon Hill's lap. He was in my father's company till he died. And I'm telling you, it won't work for you if you've done it and read it, if you don't have the law of reciprocity, which was in the book, to power the law of attraction. What makes the law of attraction work? If you are going through a village up here, just a little out of town, in a Buckboard, and you've got water from the well at night, and you're bringing it to your folks, and you try to sneak through at three in the morning, you're going to maybe have the evaporation give you very little water when you get to your folks. But if you stop at high noon when it's hot out there, and you take the ladles that are all around that, and you give it to the four-year-olds and the five-year-olds, and you scrape the bottom until you have no water left for your people... The sound that will deafen you is the Lord God's thunder because he'll rain on you 
Arizona style and a thunder burst that will fill that wagon to a level no evaporation would ever block because the law of reciprocity is the law of attraction. What are you doing with your water while you're here? What are you doing to help someone else drink while you're here? If you would help someone else while you're here, you will walk out of here more refreshed than trying to get as much as you can before you leave. And a miracle will happen because you'll get more than you came for. You'll be stunned. You'll have miracles. Why? Because to the extent you do it, to the extent we do this over a week, but we take a lot of time setting you up as business owners, and we make sure that you do this for a week. You're helping each other, and it's a hall of miracles. But you can make this a hall of miracles to the extent you start to put inside your heart space, not your head space, that I can make a difference for another entrepreneur, and I want to. And if you start doing that, you'll get more than you ever thought you would get by trying to get it. And you'll get it by the give and receive, because that's the real law. And you know it. Try it out. What are you doing, and how may I serve you? How hard is that? What are you doing, and how may I serve you? I'll scout for you. And make sure they know it. Don't say it frivolously like we're used to in networking. I'll scout for you, blah, blah, blah. You stop, grab their forearm, be respectful with the ladies and say, no, I really mean it. Make eye contact. I am going to scout for you, really. And it may be two or three days you find a contact. If you keep the consciousness, I want to help Mabel here, then you'll be her miracle. It'll come to you. And that's the law of attraction. That's how we should have been. That's how we should have been raised, gone to school. And what you have here by intention from a husband-wife team is to give you that higher level of networking, to make your net work, because the boss only cares about one thing, that you walk out of here, you walk out of here, and you are helped as a business owner, as a small business owner. Let me give you one of my father's uh, stories to his nine children as one of the thought leaders that changed the thought leader movement, founded the human potential industry. So when he came back from his trips with the big fortune companies and so forth, he teaches children. So we were in jammies on binkies. Oh, you laugh. I still have that binky. When I get sick, I use that binky. My grandmothers had to sew it together so it didn't fall apart, but I got it. When I sat on with my father that night, I was seven. And... We had little candles in front of us, and he asked if we wanted to blow the candles out. We said, yes, Dad. And uh, he bent over. He was a Navy commander. He had this big Navy power light that today mag lights are normal, but back in the 50s it was a real big deal, military grade, and a pin light. And so he had, you know, so he read maps in blackout conditions. And so he has this tree ferns all set up in front of him that he had covered and they took the stuff off and it was like a little forest between us and dad and he had uh, little uh, soldiers like G.I. Joe I guess with his hands up and uh, he said these that you're seeing sons daughters these are the adults that are in the sun they're living in God's possibility of all the wonderful things that could happen. And these are when you got married, when you had that child, 
when you got that home, when you got that car, when you got that job, all the things that we really had milestones in our lives. But he said most of the humans that I meet and coach all over the world are these. And he showed us these humans who were holding these tree ferns with their arms around it. We didn't see them before. And he said, these are the maybes. Because for them, when the light winked out, because God is never through cooking you for excellent children, no matter what you've accomplished, you have to do more for your fellow spirits because it's required of you to grow. And uh, when that light goes away and those possibilities stop, maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had a bad marriage. Maybe something came and hit you in your life. It was pretty hard for a while. And uh, you went a little back, maybe even from God. And maybe you'd go out and try to get in the light again. But maybe you wouldn't for all of your life. These are living life where the most important thing in a human life is your dreams. And you're doing your dreams. You're the entrepreneurs of the world. You're doing your dreams. You'll have no regrets later in life because you're doing your dreams And the most important thing is not to fail to go back out and get the light of all possibilities. And he said, that's not most of the humanity. They don't live in compromise on their dreams. No, no. And then he showed us the others. And they're all sitting with their legs around the tree ferns, their little arms around, can't even move. And he said, these are the frozens. They've had a divorce that was so bad, so unfair, and they're never going to the light again. They, uh, they lost everything, went bankrupt. They're never going to the light again. They lost their seven-year-old child. And they blamed God for that. They're never going to the light again. They're frozen. They live in a place that's the sorriest place for a human soul that is never born, never dies, is immortal, that can co-create anything, move mountains, Whatever you want, you can create. That soul will create it. But you have become frozen, forgetting who you really are, by the masses. And he said, what I want you nine to realize is I won't always be here to teach you. And he turned the light on himself. He said, I'll be gone as your father, and I'll be on the other side. And what I'm going to tell you now is the lesson I want you to remember the rest of your lives, all nine of you. Don't ever forget it from your father. For there lives in the forest another. And then he showed these that were on the run, that were running. And he said the light winks out for them too. But they run because they know this is thousands of miles with millions of shafts of sunlight. And that the Holy Spirit's capital is ideas and inspirations and options. One inspiration from up there, you don't get divorced. One inspiration up there, you don't file bankruptcy. One idea, and you're okay. And they're running for it. And they are different than the rest because, A, they're so much less lonely because they're running together. And they live their entire life, more of it, in the sun of God's illumination. They see like the eagle that pierces this canopy, flies above all the storms, that the light is never ending and coming down throughout the forest. They have boulders. They have forests that fall down with big redwood trees. They got to limp around or over 
but they're on the run and they go by all of it till they find where they are in the sun. And they're there together most of their lives on the run. And what I want to do when I'm there with the Lord God and I have to turn around and you guys, as you come in at the end of your life, all see his babies, you'll be run into your dad's arms. And I want to turn and say to the Lord, I don't care what you did in your life, children. I don't care how you accomplished anything. I want to pitch you up and say, Lord, these are my nine runners. They live life on the run. There isn't one that was a maybe or a frozen. They live life on the run. I want them all to be runners, all of you. And your job is to keep in this family your brothers and sisters on the run. If they ever have any of the challenges you will have, and I'm not here, then you be me for each other. And you keep your brothers and sisters on the run. And when he passed, this famous man with the nurse that crossed Mother Teresa over, taking him to the other side, and he took that last breath, he had called us all in. We all said our goodbyes. And privately, he asked all of them, every one of me. I was last because I was the oldest son. Squeezed my hand so hard, and he said, what do I tell the Lord? I was crying. I said, Dad, we're all runners. We're all running. You tell him, you created nine runners, Dad. And he said, you're my oldest son. I said, I know, Dad. He said, and I've always loved all my children the same. I said, I know, Dad. He said, no, B, I've always loved all my children the same. I said, I know, Dad. And then he squeezed harder than I thought you could do with cancer at the end of your life. And he said, but son, you have to know you're my firstborn son. I said, I know that, Dad. And he said, I've always loved you first. It may not seem like much, but it was a big deal for me. And I bring it to you because I've asked you to network a little differently. Because this is a room of runners. There isn't a maybe or a frozen. And remember when you see the traffic jams out there. And the tires are going to burn off and melt off the car. Remember something. They're praying there's got to be more to life. They're praying that they don't have to go back to that little cubicle, those little, what was the song from Weeds? Tiny boxes, little boxes, and they all look the same. They're all made out of ticky. They don't want to live like that. It's got to be more to life. And the reason I tell you that is because you're the entrepreneurs. You own your businesses. And we whine like no one else. Let's just talk about Donald Trump. Or any other political race going out of doubt. And we will whine and complain and cancel each other's votes. But we'll come together at any time to help each other. And we understand each other and the problems we share. And all of us have three boulders in our knapsack. Laurel does. Mister. Every one of the speakers has three boulders. Don't fail to go to them and say, what can I do for you, Laurel? What can I do for you, Eric? What can I do for you, David? What can I do for the boss that puts this on? What can I do for you? What do you need next? But what I tell you is this. They're praying on their knees for a bigger, better life. And at the end of our whining, we have what they're praying for. Because we, the entrepreneurs, have one thing that the rest of the world, by percentage, doesn't have. Our lives from morning till night, in what we do to build our businesses, our dreams, our lives thrill us. <laughs>
We live thrilling lives, and we live those lives on the run. Let me give it back to our host. So God bless you guys. Bernie, thank you. Thank you so much. We have one more speaker before we go to about um, an hour or so um, break, so we can, looks like we're delivering food, but hey, food, sounds good, right? How'd you like Bernie? Did you like him, right? Yeah? Oh my goodness. What a passionate man. So you can see why in three phone calls, I'm just like mesmerized every time Bernie talks. It's like, wow, how can I just be a better person, a better entrepreneur, a better dad, a better husband? Bernie does all of that for us. I want to introduce my, um, my next speaker here. It's um, Laura Lane Meyer. She's right over here. Give her applause. <laughs> Laurel is just, just an amazing woman, an amazing person, amazing entrepreneur, um, a best-selling author, and um, she's going to do something very, very special today. Um, there was a little competition, maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't know, but she's going to do a financial makeover in our room today. Does that sound wonderful? Yeah? She's going to tell you what financial magic can do for you um, in the next few minutes. Then after that, we will go to our break. We'll eat some food. We'll do some more networking before we have our keynote speaker tonight, Mr. Awesome himself, Mr. Eric Swanson. Sound good? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just a farm girl from Nebraska. I get it, just a farm girl from Nebraska. How are you? All right, thank you. Are you ready to work? Okay, okay so go, go hand it. Okay, how many of you got one of these cards or have a business card? All right, how many of you like to have great prizes? All right, so here's what we're going to do. If you um, will fill one of these out, and the reason I want one of these is I'm going to do something amazing. Usually you have to see me for a day or two before I do this. So are you all ready to catch up and run fast? Do you have like Bernie Dorman kind of red shoes on to run fast? Hi. So how many do not have one of these? And my young little guy here, Aiden, right, is going to go out and so whoever's hands up, will you go give him one? And what I want you to do while I'm doing a makeover on my uh, oh-so-dear volunteer that actually was so interesting is, uh, so DeWitt kind of volunteered, but I kind of got him, and it's so interesting. So we've connected on LinkedIn. How many of you are on LinkedIn? If you're not on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. It's like the most awesome networking place. And then, I don't believe in coincidence, right? So I think it's interesting that we were chatting over here. I asked him to do a makeover, and he qualifies for a makeover. Some of you aren't ready for a makeover. Here's your makeover. You ready? One sentence. Just go make more money. That's your makeover. Okay, we're done. Now, those of you who want to, like, really make money, six plus seven figures, and become millionaires, how many millionaires are in the room? Just acknowledge, like, getting to millionaire status. Right? It's kind of an interesting place to get to. Like, no one sent you an award. No one sent you a certificate. It was just kind of a benign day, right? It was just like, that was interesting. And then you just keep going, right? So it's an interesting benchmark is what I'd invite you to put up in the world. Like, you want to be a millionaire. Like, how many of you at least want to be a hundred thousandaire, for God's sakes? (laughs) You know, like Bernie said, we're all great entrepreneurs. I've known Bernie, oh my gosh, since I probably was born. Um, And he and I are very, very close. we, We swim in the same ponds. And um, huge inspiration to who I've become and what I've done on the planet. So my goal is to change your life with money. Now, you may say, well, I have a great life with money. So how many would like a better life with money? 
Okay, so let's just, like, before I set the stage for Dwight, is how like, where did you learn about money? So my companies Live Out Loud, we talk about money, conversations about money. So who taught you your conversation about money? Your parents? Who else? School? Mistakes, right? Maybe your friends, maybe religious folks. But somehow, here's what I know, you really were never properly taught about money. Would you agree? Like there's not a class called Money 101, Money 202. Like you're just not taught. So in a very quick way to show you about money. Now there's two conversations. So I'm going to show you the conversation we're going to have. So if you want to get rich, pay attention. If you want to kind of stay bored. What would would Bernie say? Frozen. Um, So there's two conversations. Here's the one we're taught. We're taught to go get a job. This has been going on since 1933. We're taught to get a job. And if you want to make more money, get another job. By the way, the best instructors of this model are Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, and Dave Bach. This is the broke, stay safe, arms around the tree model, as Bernie would say. Okay? And you don't know this, but because you're not taught this, this is the worst kind of money to make because it is the highest taxed. So you make money, you're taxed to pieces. And then you might put money into this thing called the 401k. You might go on one two-week holiday if you're in America, Right? I think you guys call those vacations. We call them business trips. You guys get it? Right? And then you do this thing called retire, and retirement is by definition an agricultural word that means to put cattle to pasture to die. So we don't want any of these goals, right? I want to show you how to make money in an LLC. If you're an entrepreneur, you have an S-Corp. You have one of these, and you have 81,000 pages of deductions, and our charity is kids. We teach kids financial literacy. I offered Aiden some money today. He said, no thanks. And I said, you're going to learn to make money. I'm going to do a little therapy session with you later. <laughs> and I'm just going to put money in your pocket. Yes, I am. I'll, I'll wrestle you. I'm way bigger than you. And my son is 6'5", and he weighs 265. He is way bigger than you. You can give it away. It's a, it's a spiritual thing about money. I'm going to give it to you, and you can do anything you want with it. You can hand it to someone else. I am. Who's your parent? Well, where's your mom and dad? Oh, that's your mom and dad. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, God, do we have therapy to do. All right, we're going to have fun. All right, so you're going to make money. Guess what? It's not taxed yet. Then you're going to deduct almost darn near all but about eight things in your life, all about but eight things. Then you're going to put money in a solo 401k. That's 56000 tax-free before you even begin the game. Notice there's no tax. Then you do a Roth. Then you may pay tax. Actually, you do these little things called business trips. You do networking. All this stuff's tax-deductible because this allows you to. Making sense? And then you don't retire. You're free. So this is what the wealthy teaches. This is what Bernie teaches, Eric teaches, Robert. This is what we do. Um, I've been a coach to many, 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 many folks. And we teach you how to live this life. How many want to live this life? Let's just go backward. How many want to get rich? This isn't a suggestion. This is what you'll do. You guys got it? All right. So do it. Here's what's fun about meeting him. I not only met him on LinkedIn, we got to talking over here. And he said, you know, I got a PPM because I see, he said, how do you do this? I said, well, we invest off Wall Street. So we don't live on Wall Street. We take you off Wall Street because that's just an interesting emotional machine. I said, why put money in a writ when you can own the real estate? Why put money in a gas and oil stock when you can own the well? All that is different strategy. 
And it was so interesting. He said, well, somebody, we connected on LinkedIn. I don't know the order of it. And then somebody gave him a PPM, and it's mine, for our creative condos project with this uh, cannabis project in Cathedral City. So all that being said, welcome to it to the stage. He's volunteered, kind of forced, kind of uh, kicked. But he's here, and I'm going to do a makeover on him. Give him a hand. So we're just going to pass this little mic. How many of you have seen a money makeover before? How many of you have seen me before? Then you've seen a money makeover. Well, actually, you may not. You, I don't usually do this little rodeo. All right, so what, here's what I want you to do on the cards. If you need to do two cards, you can. A little Aiden here will pass more out. Is what you're in, Whatever you see that's interesting to you that I'm doing to this lovely man, here's your little cheat sheet, okay? And I have more of these cheat sheets. By giving me the card, um, write your wish list. What would you like to get from me? Meaning, I need to learn about companies. I need to learn about deductions. I need that matrix. I call it my millionaire matrix. Okay? Deal? I'll let you hold that card. Okay. Do you want to make your own wish list on the back? Sure. Do you have a pen? Uh, Gabe, does you want to give a pen? All right. Dun, dun, dun. And thank you for getting a flip chart. We didn't have one as of 20 minutes ago, so... We had a little flip. All right. So really quick. Can you hear me without? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to let you talk. Okay. So in my Millionaire Maker book, I do this thing. In my, it's called a money makeover. It's in eight minutes. It's eight questions in eight minutes to a money makeover. So I'm going to ask him about eight questions. Right? Okay. So what I want to know from you is this is... Income and expense. That's a P&L. If you're an entrepreneur, you know that's a profit and loss statement. Then you have an assets and liability. So there's where we're going to go. So tell me how much money you make. You don't have to be exact, kind of in the ballpark. 170. What kind of money? Is it W-2? It's W-2 and some Schedule C, but mostly W-2. Okay. How much is Schedule C? 15. Okay. And if you don't know what Schedule C is, that means that's a sole proprietor. Horrible. But it's okay. <laughs> We're here to help you. Uh. <laughs> right. um, any other income, like rental income, dividends? Uh, no, because I invest inside a, a, a self-directed IRA, so that's not current income. Okay, so put that over here for now. Um, what are your monthly expenses on that? On the... Uh, the 150, 170. Oh, gosh. Prob- I mean, after taxes, probably 80% of that goes out to expenses. Really? Yeah. What do you spend it on? Uh, three kids, two dogs, a house, two cars, and fun vacations. Which are going to become business trips. Business yeah. trips. <laughs> so then where does the rest of it go? Do you actually put it away? Uh, I do. I, I, I invest as much as I can in my 401k, which is uh, through my employer. Um, so it maxes out at um, like about 40 with a... What's in there today? What's your IRA total and your 401k total, just off the top? About 700 And each one? Uh, so the IRA total would be about 400 and then about 300 in the, in the 401k. Okay, and then you said you have a house? Yes. How many equity is in it? Uh, about 350000 Okay, other assets? Stock portfolio? Uh, yeah, I have a, a, about a 50000 just investment account I play around with. Like a, just a, you know, okay. Fidelity account. What else you got? I'll what start. else? That's my favorite question. What else? I mean, if you count the cars as assets, they don't seem like assets. I have to keep paying to repair them and put gas in them and everything like that, but no. No. 
unless they're classics and they're tradable. Like, yeah, I know. Awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, so cars, if they're classic, could go on there and you trade them. Same with art and jewelry and things like that. But if it's just stuff that you wear and use and stuff like that, you wouldn't put that on there. These other people would, but we don't. Okay. Anything else? What's the liability side look like? Um, there's one loan on one of the cars and a tiny little bit of mortgage debt left on the, on the house. Okay. So how much of the car? Uh, 12, 12,000. That's loan. nothing. Good job. Okay. And then the uh, so, house is how much? So the house, there's a uh, 150 mortgage left on the house. And any credit card debt? Yeah, there's a little credit card debt. About 15. Vacations. Okay. So. And then what else? We're going to have so much fun to it. <laughs> um, yeah, business trips. Right? Thank you. All right. Um, so assets, liability, anything else they can think of? How many kids do you have? Three kids. Three kids. How old? Uh, 15, 13, and 10. Okay. So guess what your, uh, what's your 15, a girl are, or boy? Are they, are they liabilities? No, they're complete. I always say if you don't have any kids, you should get them. They're completely tax deductible. You should get some. If you don't have them, get one or two. And then is this a boy or a girl? That's a boy. Okay, so when he's 18, guess what he's going to get for his birthday? A uh, college scholarship for me, apparently. Absolutely not. He's going to get an LLC. An LLC, okay. And then that LLC is going to pay for his college as a pre-tax expense because he's going to go to school required from the company. Interesting. Ah, oh, you guys get that? Did that just go over your head? That's how you pay for college pre-tax. Say that again. So my son is 18. I'm t- I have four more days with my son. I send him off to Jacksonville University. He's got a full academic scholarship. But when he turned 18, he got an LLC. His LLC is a finance education LLC. He's got some real estate in it, which mom helped him get. And then um, that school is requiring, because it's an educational reimbursement of 100%, to require him to go to school to get a finance degree. So it's a 100% deductible expense to the company. Now, does the company have to do something? Yes, right? So then I just work with your kids on how to figure that out. How many of you are parents? How many of you do this a little differently? Uh, You should all raise your hand. Uh, So the other thing, too, I do this cool program. It's called Never Pay Your Kid an Allowance. You pay your kid an allowance, you're like those people in the cars out there. It's an undefined amount of money you pay per month versus treat them like an entrepreneur. So if you would like my kids' program, just write that on the back of your little card. If you don't have a little card, you can fill out any little card. Would you like the other program? Okay. All right. So here's how we would do this. Are you ready? We're going to go quick, and then I promised him we'll do this in detail privately. So here's what you get by turning in your card. And, Gabe, if you want to come around to that little basket in a moment. I I know. So um, then we'll take your wish list, but I'm going to do a drawing for two of these makeovers for two of you that win. Okay, and we'll do it privately with your, because I really need his wife, and I need the, the, I need the whole gang, right? Because it's, it's a family deal, this whole thing. In fact, one of the books that we're going to publish this uh, before the end of the year is called The Man Is Not A Plan. <laughs> I mean, men are lovely. We love them. I'm married to a, a hot Canadian. But the deal is, it's a family conversation about money. And so traditionally, it's been the man has the, the conversation or, or just handles money. And all of you need to handle money. Your kids need to know about money. I mean, all summer long, Logan has been in almost every business meeting. He knows about our corporate structure. He knows about his trust. He's read his trust documents. He has his bank accounts. He's had, by the way, here's just, a, can I give a quick uh, kid stuff to intermediate in here? What you, should, what you could, should, and be doing right now with your kids. At 10 years old, they get, a, they get an account, checking and savings. The checking account is allocated to a car. So what I do is I match. Whatever they put in between 10 and 18, I match half. 
and 10,000 is the max. <clears throat> so you can get up to a $20,000 car. If you want a car, then earn it. If you don't, then don't. And then you can do whatever you want with it. But it's a half and half game at 10 years old. You're going, oh my gosh, that's aggressive. No, it's not. So if they want an iPhone, it's half and half. And that account helps do that. At 14, they get an ATM. They start to learn it. At 16, they get a credit card. 16, they get a credit card. You have to teach them now when you have them under your wing for two years. You don't send them out to college and say, here's your first credit card. Good luck. Hope you can figure this shit out. I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry, there's kids in the room. It's really, it's, I could get as passionate as Bernie about how bad this is done. Right? I mean, how many of you ended college with huge debt? All right, I had to pay for college myself, had huge credit card. All right, so here's a, f a fun fact. 155000 plus fifteen. Um, so your income's great, right? Which, by the way, to be in the top 25% of the wealthy in the United States, you only have to make $67,000. And you're in the top 25% of the wealthy. So when they say they're going to tax the wealthy, we're talking about this. We're talking about W-2 income. It's all they can control. So when we're entrepreneurs, they can't really control. We're in control. We make money. Right? Remember this lesson? Remember the pattern? We make it, we deduct it, we invest it, we invest it more, we invest it more, and then we pay. We're in control of our lives in this model. Now, I don't want Dwight to quit. I want him to keep his job. Right? I, do, I mean, I got policemen, Air Force fighter pilots, naval officers. I have a lot of W-2 people. But you get crucified as a W-2. Right? So you told me we also have some LLCs. Are they active? So tell me about that part, because you've, you've been an entrepreneur outside of a W-2. Yeah, I've, I've, I've started some different companies. I mean, I, I, I went to business school, and I worked Good. for a financial company for a while, and then I went and started a computer technology company and sold that, and went back into finance. So, so I, I've done some of that in the So past. how many of these do you have? What do you have in the entity world? So right now I have two LLCs, and then they're, they're mostly just holding company. I've got some real estate in there. That's, um, I've done some seller finance properties. And so basically... Like you're yeah. a smart guy. You get this whole finance thing. <laughs> but you weren't even taught this stuff, were you? Like I was traditionally taught like you probably were. And yeah. then I had to go learn this stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was definitely raised on the whole, you know, go to college, get a job, yep, put away in your 401k. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, you get a gold watch. And, and, I know. Uh, isn't that awesome? Know, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I know. You work for a pin and a watch. It's like, oh, <laughs> or a pink Cadillac. No, I'm kidding. Um, so uh, do you have a trust? Uh, I have a living trust, yes. Okay, good. So you have a trust. See, you've done a lot right. Um, are the LLCs in trust? The LLCs are not in trust. Okay, we need to do that. Wow. Do, we, do I have a red pen? Thank you. All right, so this is what's got to happen. This, so I'm just going to make some arrows, and then you can take this. So this has got to happen, and then we should re... Are, these, are they in default, or are they up, kept up? Yeah, they're kept up. Yeah, they're, yes, they're kept up. With corporate minutes and... Resolutions uh, and I mean, proper documentation. So, I mean, the two members are myself and my wife. So, as far as corporate minutes go, we should really do a little corporate compliance. Probably, How many need to do a little corporate compliance? Make sure that your entity that you have might be accurately working. Okay, so we'll put a little compliance audit here. Yeah, there's no investors or anything, so no one calls me on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But yeah, the day they call you, you're going to wish you that that was done. So we'll do that, and then. What else? I mean, you are, do you want to grow? You need to have more activity here than yeah. here. So what would you like to do? Because I need more business. I would definitely like to have more rental, <coughs> excuse more me, rental income. Rent, so more real estate? More real estate for sure. Okay. What else? I, I really, my goal is passive income. And I, when I studied economics in school at the time, bond yields were really high. 
it was the late 90s, and, yeah. and you get you know yeah. eight, nine, ten percent treasury yeah. yield. And so I had this idea I was going to buy a lot of treasury bonds and live off the treasury income. No. Still hasn't worked out for me. No, let's not do so that. This is Yarman's plan. I'm, yeah, so I'm looking at real estate. To and I, and I'm now, not. So. If you want to live on that other side, then hang out with Susie. <laughs> if you want to get rich, you hang out with me. I mean, it's nice. just a choice. I'm just saying you got to make a choice. You can't straddle and live both worlds. So you want more passive income, but this Absolutely. okay. So what else could you do, you and your wife, as a business? We don't have to answer that tonight, but we need more money in this, this side of the column to offset because we have expenses. So here you don't get a ride off your car. Here you get a ride off your car. Yeah. Here you don't get a ride off this networking. Here you do. Now, mm -hmm. your boss does, but you don't. Do you guys get this? So, and I know with mortgage, there's a lot of rules that you actually... Can your LLC work for the company instead no, of you? No, yeah, um, in mortgage, so. I have to be W-2 because yeah. they have to control yeah. me from a compliance point of yeah, view. I and mean. they give me health insurance, so that's a nice thing. Yeah, I knew that. I just wanted him to answer. So yeah. some of you, because for some of you, if you don't have to work for them, contract to them. Like Gabe doesn't work for me. His company does, right? So company-to-company -company relationships are more profitable for everybody than being employed. So we got to get more of this income so we can mm -hmm. do the deductions. Yes. And then do the kids work for the company yet? Not at all. But they're no. going to. Yes, this that, is where they're tax deductible. <laughs> so here's the benefit. Now I'm going to switch your little mind here, okay? So when these kids work, right, for the company, I'm just going to go right in the middle here, they can get a W-2 income. Now why they want a W-2 is because you can walk down to Pensco or whatever. Pensco, yeah. Pensco, right? I, I do specialize. So we're talking about self-directed IRAs. So he has an IRA. It's not traditional. It's, it's self-directed. So well done on that. We would self-direct your IRA, which means you can buy stuff like real estate, gas and oil, gold. You can buy cannabis. You can buy whatever you want because you have checkbook control of your IRA. A lot of you don't. You can't um, smoke until you're retired. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the benefit of getting your kid employed is they have to have a W-2, and then you can get them a Roth. You can put $5,500 away in that Roth all the way up until they're 20, and guess what you just did for your child for $5,500 a year? You made them a millionaire if you invested at 10%, which I got a million things you could do at 10%, not bonds, but, <laughs> right? Real estate, uh, notes, um, like that whole bond, that, that PPM you have, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a $10 million debt. I'm going to go into $10 million of debt, pay you all 10%, and then I'm going to go make 40 or $50 million on that money. See, debt in our conversation is good. Right? But what we're taught in that other conversation is you shouldn't have debt. You shouldn't have credit cards. Right? So I want you to start getting these kids up and running. Right? This is how easy this is. And you say, well, what are they going to do? I don't know. We'll have a conversation about what they're going to do. But they're going to work for your company. They can, I don't know, hand out cards. They can hand out flyers. They can build websites. Some of them are better than you at it. Post Instagram. Right? They can post Instagram. <laughs> they can do your social media. There's tons of stuff they can do. Um, that makes sense? Okay, and then I will also invite you with your wife to look at your hobbies. So I have a couple that makes over 500000 a year, and they love wine. So I love the story. So they're big W-2s, right, $500,000. So they took their wine hobby, and they now made it taking their, like, clients on wine tours. So for $1,000, $1,500, they'll take them to a private, like, uh, Pinot Noir, very specific wine tours into Napa and Sonoma. Now they get to write off their vacation. Now it's a business trip, and then they get commission on all the wine that everybody buys. So think hobbies that you're already spending a lot of money with, right? Flying. I took a lot of pilots. I said, why aren't you a pilot instructor or at least your plane? Teach people about flying, right? So take your hobbies. We make them businesses. We get deductions. You have to have a legal reason to do it. 
Okay, so that's one big fix on the income side. Expense side, we just have to look at that. I don't think you're probably doing that much wrong down there. Yeah, you know, three kids. They, I know. They take yeah, I got, I got two. And then let's braces. look at... Oh, I know. 53 I know. I, and I got I got braces. two in braces right now. I got now, concussion. So. I got braces back. It was an exciting day last year. Um, <laughs> don't fly in a plane without a seatbelt. That was the lesson. Uh, that's seriously why I got these. Um, so back to your assets. So IRA, what's it invested in? Uh, the self-directed IRA? Yeah. So I have a rental property in Florida. Okay. Uh, and is that in a Florida LLC? It is not. It's, it's owned by the the Pensco. It's owned in Pensco. It's in oh, okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. So. Um, All right. They, what else you got? Uh, I own part I, of a ski resort in Canada. No shit. Yeah. That's so good. Thank does you. it make you any money? It's making something. It's, you know, it's. That's a cool asset. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a British Columbia ski resort and. I get I get to ski free every time I go up there. What I, name, what's the name of it? Uh, it's Red Mountain. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll use the best of my cannabis. I want some of your mountain. We're good. <laughs> 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 I just got contracted to write a new book. It's called The Marijuana Millionaires. It'll come out next year, April 4th, 420. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a true story. It's really exciting. So that's all coming. What else you got in the asset? Uh, just the right now, just the Florida rental property in the ski resort. Okay, and then you the got the four hundred one k. Have you ever borrowed from your four hundred one k? I have not, no. But you know you could take fifty grand out, right? I. And then you could invest that, it in but... fifteen, twenty, thirty percent stuff because there's a lot of stuff, and then pay back three or four percent. Haven't had not considered that. I know. This is why we're doing this. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> so, do you know that you are worth a million bucks? You're close. You're right on the. You know that, right? Like, would you say you're a millionaire? I mean, depending if on valuation. You say so. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm a, a millionaire, but. <laughs> By the way, if you all think it's like a magic, did, what, did it feel any different when you ladies became millionaires? It's, it's different, but it's not different, right? It's how you play life, and a lot of you are playing really small with your arms wrapped around the tree. I would like to unleash you from the tree. Hi, Adam. Um, so. Here's what I would do. I'm just going to go general because I promised I wouldn't get too super, super detailed. So, and since I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not a tax advisor, I just know a lot about money. And I'm surrounded, by the way, with a team of about 21 or 20, right now it's about 28, financial experts, alternative financial planners, tax accountants. So if you want a tax return review, so put that on your list, a three-year tax return review, we'll probably get you about $30,000, $40,000 back. Because overpaid taxes, when you have these not used right, this is a gold mine for him in ta- overpaid taxes. So we'll redo a tax return. Okay. And so write that on your wish list if you'd like one. Um, and then, so we, usually we look at this side first. Where's the money made? Are you compliant? Do you have an entity? And if you don't have an entity, the games can't begin. You have no legal reason to do the write-offs. You've got to have it. It can't be a sole proprietor. That's just a little, that's just an undecided place to stand. Do you want to be an entrepreneur or not? Then get in business. And really bad ta- accountants will say, but if you don't make enough money, you shouldn't. How many of you have been told that you're not ready for an entity? The worst accountants in the world, they should actually be sued for that. No, this is about intention. Like, you can't stay in sole proprietor land. You don't have the rights to do the deductions, officer benefits, health benefits, kids' benefits. Remember, if you don't have them, get some. <laughs> so IRA, self-directed. So he's already self-directed. So for those of you not self-directed, you write down, I want a self-directed IRA. Then, with some of this money, right, he's got $400,000. So 
So just, I'm going to take just numbers. So let's just take, he can say, he can take 50 out of here, 400 out of there. You've got 350 you might take. Let's just be conservative, 150 out of the house. So now you are at four or five, we're at 600,000 potentially to reinvest, right? So here's what could happen for all of you if you decided, to, here's on a simple. If you have 600,000 invested at 10%, do the math, what is it? That's 60,000 divided by 12. That's 5,000 passive income a month. Done the way that we would educate you and show you and invite you to do. Do you like that? I do. How many of you like that? Now, does anybody have a quick calculator? Here, Mr. Will, my new client who hasn't paid me yet, Will. Um, (laughs) Let's just, I'm going to teach you guys all how to talk about money properly. So let's just say this is 12%. I just want to show you what's possible, right? So that's 72,000. You guys with me? That's 6,000 a month. Now we'll say, let's get that to 15%. So what's 600,000 at 15%? 90 divided by 12. What? 7,500 a month. So when people say they want passive income, I would like to see a lot of this very, very, very passive for you because you're working really hard over here. There's one king to the kingdom that gives you huge returns here. And because you're, we got to get rid of this because you've got so much income, is called gas and oil. And it's 85% depreciation. It's called what? Gas and oil. You oh, own gas a well. and oil, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you to do it. I'm just saying if I had these house of cards. Because I have a house of cards. Gas and oil. So let's just say you put 100 in. You'd have $85,000 depreciation against this income this year. That's just a fact, not advice. You guys get it? So there's kind of a trifecta in that little matrix. Is where's your income being made? The quality of it, I call it. How is your taxes? And then how is your investments? You put that all together, you'll be a millionaire in three to five years. But you got to put together right. That's exciting. Do you guys like this? I'm going to give you a minute to finish up your wish list, and then uh, do you want to come around with that really quick? So if you want, just pass your little cards, or Aiden, if you want to help pick up cards, make sure you're really clear. What questions do you have? W-2 income by grabbing my card. Oh, yeah, you got to go grab his card. And so <laughs> do, while, while we're picking up their cards, you talk about your, so your mortgage, which that's yours right there, Union yeah, Home? I'm a mortgage loan originator with Union Home Mortgage. We help people... Get money to buy houses, investment properties as yeah, well. Exactly, yeah, exactly, because we're going to need investment properties. And then here's the thing I teach a lot of beginning real estate folks is actually get other people's money and pay them 8 10 12%. Uh, and as somebody that's really new, it's better to get be the note holder than it is to have to deal with the tenant. There's a lot to do when you do not know how to do real estate. It's better if you're the bank. Like I love being the bank for other people's real estate because then if they stop paying me, I take it. It's pretty simple, right? And I don't have to deal with the tenant. I don't have tenant improvements. I don't have any of that stuff. All right, so if you guys um, would, um, do you want to pass your cards? Yes. Why do you want to put an LLC in a trust? Oh, you put your entire life inside of a trust. And when you grow really up into multi-million, this all goes to irrevocable trusts. You, you get out of there, yeah. Yes, all of that. Otherwise, you end up going through probate. Yeah, it's very costly, and it's, it stops all flow of money to the entire state. So if you guys would pass your cards or business card down, Aiden. Aiden, I'm going to have you come up this little. Actually, Gabe, do you want to just walk down the aisle here? Let's pass. Which way are you going to pass? Pass this way because there's Gabe. So pass your cards or your other business cards. Pass them on down. And then we're going to do a quick drawing. We need all your cards. Quick, quick, quick. Any questions? Very cool, isn't it? Cool. All right, so I'll look forward to uh, calling you. I'll text you and we'll yeah, do more. Absolutely. Give it away to hand. Yeah, thanks. Thank yeah. you for volunteering. Thank you. Thank you.
take that. I'm just going to set it on the chair. So I'll be around the rest of the night. Thank you for letting me share. All right, we have the um, we have the food is being served. We have about an hour of networking, so let's just hang out and make some connections and have some fun. Um, we also have a this young man right here, Aiden Hammerla. He's going to come around and he's doing a fifty fifty raffle. All the money from the fifty fifty raffle, at least well half of the fifty fifty raffle, is, goes to our Angel Foundation and it helps network together members um, who are who are in need. So um, hey, our youngest networker, let's give him a hand before we go to break. So we better have an hour. We have an hour break, but I also. But before I go, there's one last um, specialty um, item. Um, if if you enjoyed Bernie Dorman, please see that man in the cowboy hat over here. Um, they're going to be giving away some free consultations. Um, if you'd like to meet with Bernie and see how to excel your business, you know, please, please meet with Dr. Richard K. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in about an hour. Woo. All right. If we've been networking. Oh my gosh, guys, you're, you're, you know, we, I need more noise than that. I want to know, have you been networking? Woo! You know, I, um, you know I, I talked a little bit about all I've learned in networking, you know, but one of the things, you know, that I look at is, um, you know, have you noticed that there's been kids in this room? Has anyone noticed that? Is that cool or what? You know what? I, I, I used to... You know, when I started um, Network Together, we did um, net mobs and stuff like that. People are always like, well, wh- why are they kids? You know, why-, why are they going out to events, you know, with other business owners and networking and whatnot? So, you know, it, there's some reasons why we have kids at our events. Dad, we're ready. Do we have more people coming in from outside? I see, see, and that, that's what I love about kids. Dad, we're ready. You know, come on. Dad, here yeah. you go. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I, I think we're going to do that. We're, we're going to see if more people can come up here. So, so hey, my, my question is this, guys. My question is this, everyone in here that networks. Do you think that you can learn from our kids as adults? Yes. You know what? And you know what? I mean, how many people have kids in here? And you know, how many people have kids? You know what? How often do you learn from your kids? Quite often? You know, probably a bit. I yes. certainly, I certainly learn from kids about every day. You know, and one of the things that's really, um, what's really incredible is um, my other son, Troy, who's not here tonight. Um, I don't know, he's on sabbatical or something like that, probably learning some more networking. But my son, Troy, we went through this um, book, and it was called um, Junior Habitude Warriors. And what was really incredible about this book is when we went through it, you know, every, um, every um, day we did a journal, an online journal through Facebook, talking about our journey on learning about um, confidence, personal development, and leadership. And one day, you know, we were talking about networking and, you know, my son and I are talking and he's like, you know, hey, I asked him a question and I said, Troy, you know, what, what is the thing that anyone in the room, what could we as adults learn in the room, you know, considering networking to make us better networkers? And so Troy, he kind of looked at me and he's like, he's kind of thinking about it a little bit, like, you know, what could it be? And then Troy goes, it's a smile. He said, it's a smile. And I go, Troy, okay, that doesn't sound very profound right out the gate. So I was like, I had a smile. Why, why a smile? And my son, he was 11 years old at the time, he said, because it's the first thing that you see when someone walks into a room. So, you know what? As a networker, my question would be, do you smile enough? You know what? 
And if you, do you believe that people who smile get more business than people who frown? Absolutely. Do you believe that people who smile get more business because they look like they're open for business? And they're willing to serve you? So I asked him another question. I said, Troy, um, so what's another reason? What, what, why else could it be that a smile is so important when walking into the room? And he looked at me and he's like, Dad? It's because he wants to go over to someone who's frumpy and grumpy. <laughs> so I thought that was great. So I have two kids up here right next to me. And Aiden, Aiden my son, through marriage, Hammerla, he's awesome. He's the man. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> and Aiden, he has an announcement about his 50-50 raffle. I have a 50-50 raffle. Yes. And you have a partner. Who's and I have a partner. Yes. Shel- Shelby. Shelby. Her name is Shelby. She helped me. Shelby. <laughs> and one thing I love about kids is they're fearless, aren't they? You know what? I remember, I'm not, I don't even know if I should say this, but I know Aiden, he is fearless at events. He'll come up to you and he's like, you know what? There's no one like him to say, give me a dollar for my 50-50 raffle because it goes to a good cause. So Shelby and Aiden, what would you like to tell everyone about the 50-50 raffle? You, if you want to get another 50-50 raffle, you should probably raise your hand right now. <laughs> so if you want to raise your hand to give to the 50-50 raffle that these two kids are going to, please raise your hand now and let's, let's help them out with their 50-50 raffle, right? Can we do that, guys? Mm-hmm. Raise so, them as high as you can. I'll be there in one second. All right. Raise them as high as you can. All right. Thank you so much. Wait, wait. Take this, too, guys. You got to put the money in something. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> that's right. If you use a credit card, there's a $10 minimum for it if you use a credit card. So just a little bit about the um, 50-50 raffle. Half of it goes to our Network Together Angel Foundation. Um, if a member of Network Together gets um, terminally ill, we have a foundation that's able to gift them money to help them through their times of need. And so we're about a community. Another thing about, um, thank you. Another thing about Network Together really quickly is we, we base our existence on five pillars. Public speaking, personal development, business networking, community outreach, and serving our youth. And my question was this, is it important for kids to be here? Absolutely. Because those are the kids that we are trying to train one thing I learned about Eric Swanson's book, you know, Junior Habitude Warriors, there's three things that kids need to have in life. They need to learn confidence. They need to be continuing the track of personal development. And they need to develop leadership skills. You know, at the end of that uh, 30 or so day journey with my son and I, it was amazing how much he changed. You know, he actually was even, you know, putting his dishes away in the dishwasher. It was really good. So thank you, Eric, for that. <laughs> So, our next speaker is nationally known. He has worked with such luminaries as Les Brown, Sharon Lecter, Brian Tracy, his mentor. He can be seen at the Habitude Warrior Conference, which is coming up on August 9th, 10th, and 11th. He has 33 speakers there. They will jam concepts in your mind, and if you can just walk away with just one thought that's life-changing from that conference, it more than pays for it. Eric Swanson is a, is a personal friend and mentor of mine. 
and he has helped my wife and I tremendously by opening up paths that we never knew existed. Eric Swanson, Mr. Awesome himself, I give it up to you. Woo! All right. All right, all right, all right. Wait a minute. Everyone needs to get up. Everyone needs to get up. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Hi. How are you? Stand up. Hi. How is everyone today? Yeah. Are you sure? Here, I'll just trade you. There. That's easier. There you go. Awesome. All right. So here's the deal. I'm here to have some fun. Is that okay with everybody? Yes or no? So I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. Literally, I want you to turn to your neighbor. Go ahead. Turn him. Turn, turn to your neighbor. Now, hold on. No talking. Hold on. Keep it really quiet. I want you to stare at them a little uncomfortably. Okay? No talking. Just stare at them. Now, if you don't have a neighbor, start walking towards one. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to stare at them. I want you to look at them in their eyes. I want you to go south a little bit and look all the way down their body. Keep on going. Go ahead. No, no laughing yet. Yeah. All the way down their body. Come on. All the way. All the way. Get their shoes. Okay. Now look back up. Look, look, look back in their eyes. Okay. And I want you to repeat that to me. You ready? Shh, check this out. Hey, neighbor. There's a reason why. You're my neighbor. Now look at them all the way back down their body and, and, and back up. Do it do once over really quick. Okay. Ready? You want to hear the reason? The reason is because... You are obviously totally awesome and, more importantly, very sexy. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, go ahead and give them a high five, but before you sit down, slap their ass. Go ahead, slap their... Slap it. Well, no holding on, sir. Let go of that one. All right, all right. Guys, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's my time. Good night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go through uh, how to become awesome, if that's okay with you all. Guys, we're going to do the winner afterwards, okay? So here's the deal. So my name is Eric Swanson. How, how, how many of y'all are here to have some great time, like a lot of fun, but you want to you wanna learn some great things, you want to build your business? Yes or no? All right, I'm in the right room. Okay, good. So they call me Mr. Awesome. I got to tell you, I was not always <laughs> this awesome. I, I, I grew up in Washington, D.C. area in public schools in the, uh, oh, my God, they were so much fun. There were two actual, two actual cliques in my school. Have, have you guys, you, you know public schools, right? You know the cliques that they have in there? One clique where the, where the guy's doing, like, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, and that's not, my, that's not for me. I'm not, uh, that's not me. And the other side of the, the school, I guess, were the ones selling the drugs to the other side of the school. <laughs> so I got into sales. Um, not, <laughs> not right that day. <laughs> not right that day. But I did get into sales. How many of y'all are in sales? Can I see a raise of hands on that? How many of y'all are self-employed? Let me see a raise of hands on that. How many of y'all are unemployed every single morning? Can I see a raise of hands on that? <laughs> So what's it take to be more successful than somebody else is really what I want to focus in on. I'm getting to it. Laurel, Laurel's so cute. Everyone say hi to Laurel back there. Look at her. She's right in the back. She keeps on looking at me going, hurry up. All right, it's coming. All right, so failure and success. Which do we want, guys? Success. Which we have to have probably is what? A little bit of failure. You know, learn from our failures and get to the success. Now, I, I was actually coined Mr. Awesome, that, that nickname, by two people, by Brian Tracy and by Les Brown. How are you all familiar with these two individuals? They're amazing speakers and authors, and, uh, and they're, they're just awesome. You know, I, I started with Brian Tracy about 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 
And that was, uh, that was actually a life changer for me because what happened was he in, invited me to really learn from other people. And what I did was I surrounded myself with the right type of people. How many of y'all realize that there's, there's the right type of person to surround yourself with and sometimes there's not? You know, how many of y'all are surrounding yourself with some, and don't point next to you, okay? But, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, come on, let's, let, so I started sharing stages with, with, uh, with Brian Tracy, with, uh, I became a senior trainer of his. Um, do you think goals are important? What do you guys think? One of my first goals was to make $1,000 a day on average. So I started doing that. And then what happened was I went from $1,000 a day working with Brian Tracy to $2,000 a day. Nowadays, if I'm not making roughly around $3,000 a day, then I'm doing something wrong within two areas of my life, either my activity level or my attitude. Y'all get that? What are you doing? And what can you change? Is there room for improvement for all of us in the room here? What do you think? By the way, the right answer is the word absolutely, without a doubt. So one of the first things that Brian taught me to do was diversify myself, learn from other people. So I started doing that and shared the stage with a lot of cool people like, well, that's Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul. How many of y'all familiar with that? That book series? Yeah. So Jack's a great friend of ours. Mark Victor Hansen, all these different speakers. Um, there's Les Brown, of course, great friend of ours, as well as uh, Sharon Lecter. Oh, my dear friend Sharon Lecter. Had dinner with her last night. She's amazing. And she, um, she's actually one of our speakers coming up uh, at the Habitude Warrior Conference here in August in just a few weeks. How many of y'all are, are, how many of y'all are signed up already to come to the event coming up? Just a few of us. All right. How many of y'all want to change your lives? Like, seriously. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to share with you. What we do is this. We're, we're actually one of the top 10 events in the United States not to miss right now. The reason why is we do all of our uh, events or conferences, TED Talk style presentations. Are you all familiar with TED Talk? So it's all about give, give, give. We don't allow too many speakers to sell on our stage. Have you ever been to one of those uh, events that, like, all day long or two or three days, and everyone's selling every, every, all the time? Have you, who's experienced that before? Yeah, we did too. We got kind of sick of that. So instead, what we do is we put 33 speakers on for a TED, uh, TED Talk-style presentation. And day one is pretty cool because what we do – oh, here are the dates, Scottsdale, August 9, 10, and 11. Okay? It'll be right, right up the street in Scottsdale. How far away is Scottsdale from here? It's right up the street, right? Yeah. In traffic, what is it? Like a seven-hour drive? <laughs> is that right? Do, do you take the Chandler Airport to the Phoenix, and then you get off and take an Uber, and you're there quicker? No, just kidding. So it's right up the street. So it's going to be uh, April, oh, excuse me, August um, 9, 10, and 11. And what's cool about it is this. We've got three-day conference. Day one is geared towards the millionaire mindset. So we, we teach you how to keep in charge with your mindset. We actually bring on a great friend of mine. How many of you all are familiar with Laurel Langemeyer? Everyone turn to Laurel and say, we love you, Laurel. Go ahead. She's right there. Now, Laurel and I are dear friends, and, and just because just when I met her, she, she told me that she was going to be a dear friend of mine. So <laughs> she, she, she's awesome. She's very persuasive. I love that. And she's like, we need to work together. I'm like, yes, we do. So now we share a lot of stages together. And she did, I think, actually, let me ask her, Laurel, you just did a, um, like, like a makeover here, a business makeover on stage. And that was, what, a 10-minute makeover really quick. How many of you would like to experience like a 60 minute, 60 to 90 minute work, uh, makeover of your business because it's amazing. I want to ask you, how much is just, how much is it to $4,000 to do that? Wow. Guess what guys? If you come, <laughs> Robert's getting the invoice right now. Uh, so if, if you come to this event, guess who you're going to see? 
Laura Langmire there for a 60-minute talk time, and she's going to help you with your business makeup. You don't have to pay the... Sorry, the, close your ears, Laurel. You don't have to pay the $4,000, right? Be there at this event, all right? And I'll, I'll get you a, a network, a net mob uh, discount tonight if you want to go. Is that cool with everybody? Okay, so I'm really excited about seeing you there. So in regard to this, um, we've got, I wrote a bunch of books. One of them's called Social Millions, and that's, I, I spoke at something called Harvard University recently. <laughs> Have you, you ever heard of Harvard University? And that's the reason why is because of this book right here. I actually have one copy right here. Um, who would like this copy of, so, well, there you go, sir. <laughs> it's like James Bond. He's like this. He's like... He did one of those head tilts. That was great. All right, Mr. Bond. Okay, so, so I wrote another book. You stay seated, sir. Uh, the, the next book, Who Wants a Secret, uh, Secret Habitudes? It's all about your hands. Up. Go ahead. Come on. Come on up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Run, 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 run. There you go. And that was some running. Okay, so I have another one. Hold on. Wait. Let me see if I have a... Oh, oh this one's... Oh, I'm out of that one. It's, uh, it's awesome, though. You got to go, go check it out because it's, uh, it's on Amazon and everywhere. It's uh, 13 Strategies to Piss Off Your Competitors. <laughs> That's the subtitle. Pretty cool, right? But I do have two more books. Who would like these? Uh, I want to give them to uh, somebody who really needs them. All right. One kid, one kid gets one. Which one do you want? You want the sales one? I'm going to give you the sales one. Bam. And I'm going to give you the time management one over here because you're cool, Ms. Cutro. I remember... Wait, Sandra, is that right? I remember you from about three months ago when I met you. Good to see you again. Cutco? I'm going to guess. Cutco? Yeah? Hey, good to see you again. All right. So, so there you go. There's my, uh, my little uh, gifts for, for you guys. So what I want... How many of y'all have read this book right here, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Who has not read that book yet? Who would like a collector's edition? By the way, you're not getting this one. All right, let me ask you a question. Don't get out of your seats. But who would like a signed copy, collector's edition of Think and Grow Rich? I'm going to hold this till the end, okay? I'm going to hold this to the end and just remind me. Signed copy. I signed it, by the way. (laughs) You know, is... Is a little supermodel trying to steal that from me right behind me? Yep, I thought so. Okay. So, Think and Grow Rich is amazing. Now, I want to share some ideas with you guys. By the way, um, everyone turn to the back here and say hi to Jillian. Hi, Jillian. And Jillian, can you hold up one of those books? Look at those copies of Think and Grow Rich. It's amazing. It's like a workbook. And I think we have, what do we have, like 20 or 25 of those? I think I brought like 25 of them. So, here's what I'm going to do. For those who want to come to the event in August, August 9, 10, 11, and sign up for it today, tonight. I will give you a huge discount and you get a copy for the first 20 or 25 people that go back there and sign up. You get the copy. Is that cool? Everyone say yes. All right, good. So three keys to success. Three keys to being awesome. Here's what I want to do. So I want to share with you just a few quick ideas of being awesome because I think the more you're awesome out there in the, in the public, the more the world's going to go around in a major way. So the first thing I do is I decide to be awesome. That's number one. Decide. Literally make a decision. And what I do is I have something called the 60-second morning mirror. So every morning I get up and I walk over to the mirror of success and I talk to myself in the mirror. And I have a 60-second conversation. It sounds something like this. So I'm brushing my teeth, right? And I, I say, you're the best. You're, you're, you're going to be awesome today. You're going to change people's lives. I know like, toothpaste is going everywhere. But anyway, so the point is that have that awesome conversation with yourself. Pump yourself up before you pump somebody else up. And how many of us need some motivation? How many of y'all know some people who are negative? How, how many of y'all live with anyone who's negative? 
How many of y'all know some people that even, even like they walk in the room and the lights seem to dim or something, you know, and, and flicker, right? Be careful. Be careful who you're surrounding yourself with. That 60-second morning mirror, what I do afterwards, by the way, right, right when I finish the 60-second morning mirror, I high-five the mirror before I go off to my day. Have you ever high-fived a mirror before? You don't fail. It's awesome. Try it, okay? It's really cool. I'm setting you up for some success, okay? So this other thing I do is this. I incorporate what's called the 30 list. The 30 list is really, uh, 30 list? Yeah. 30 list is really simple. What I do is this. I write down 30 reasons why someone should work with me. 30 reasons why someone should hire you. Write them down, you know, have them on pen to paper because it's really important. And then the first, uh, you know, first five to 10 are going to be pretty easy. The next five to 20, a little tougher. Convince yourself before you convince somebody else, right? Then somebody will come up to you and say, well, why should I work with you? You know what you say? You say, well, number 17 is because just don't give them the numbers, right? But build your confidence level of what you're doing. And it's critical. And here's the way I get my 30 list. I ask my clients, my existing clients, I say, what are the top three things that you love about working with us? What are the top three things that you love about going to an event like this? I always do the three to one. What are the three things that you love? And what's one thing that you would have us change slightly? Notice the verbiage, right? Change slightly. I don't want them coming in and saying, you should do it all the way over here in, this, uh, uh, in the West Coast instead of the East Coast or whatever. I don't want them changing it completely. I want to learn one quick thing that I can alter to make their experience better. You all get that? Pretty cool, right? Incorporate this, and it'll help you out. Number, uh, excuse me, build your, build your own creed is critical as well. What I do is this. I have a creed that's a six by, or a four by six card. I think I have a picture. There it is. There's a picture of my creed, and it's a four by six card, and what I do is this. I, I, I just say this to myself every morning. You know, I have this in my car. I put it right there. I, I hand it out to people, and I'm the best. I am focused. I will succeed. I believe myself. I set high expectations. I, I don't let others bring me down. How many of y'all could... Use just one of those statements right there. How many of you are allowing other people to determine your mindset, your attitude, your habits, right? We're all habitual. I mean, it's critical. You know, I can't tell you how valuable this, this little piece of paper, and it was, it was actually just a four-by-six card. I used to keep it right here in my breast, breast pocket or ch- jacket pocket. And what I would do is I would hand that out, and I handed it out to somebody and I'll tell you what, this is so funny. I was walking to my car in a parking lot. I think it was Best Buy or somewhere. And I'm walking out. Have you ever parked next to, some, next to somebody and, and you don't know them, but you're the only ones in the parking lot left over, right? So, so we're walking to, like, side by side and we don't know each other and both of our cars are way over there. Like, like our cars are talking or something or on a date. <laughs> so finally, so I turned to her and I say, should we talk? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, so what's going on? What do you do? And she asked me and I said, oh, I do inspirational speaking. I speak all over the world right now and it's kind of fun. She goes, what do you speak on? I said, I speak on habits and attitude. She's like, oh my God, we could totally use you for our company. Do you have a, uh, like a speaker fee? And I, and, <laughs> and back, and she goes, how much do you charge? And I said, I was joking around. I said, I don't know if you can afford me. And she says, oh, I think I can. <laughs> she turned out, I handed her my card, by the way. This is the one I had, the four by six card. So I went like this, here you go. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, big card, right? And she's like, <laughs> finally, she's like, I think I can work with you. And she goes, how much she charged? And I, I told her, and, and, and she goes, oh yeah, we'll hire you. No worries, let's do it. She turned out to be the head of the HR department for hiring speakers like myself for a little company called Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Has anyone heard of that before? <laughs> so, by the way, immediately I increased my rate right away, like within a fraction of a second, and I got three airline tickets. 
to get there. No idea why. It was just me going. I don't know why. I just wanted to see if I could get it. And I got it. So, so, so the point is, point is, build this, your creed for yourself. Have that confidence level. You know, I think we all need, how many of y'all need some confidence boosting? You know, look around, look around to your, to your neighbor and say, hey, you're pretty cool. Go ahead. Just tell them, hey, you're pretty cool. And tell them, tell them hey, you look great. You look great. But then, then do what, do what my buddy Bill Walsh says. Turn them and say, but I look better. Go ahead, say that. I look. And then as you're, as you're turning to me, go, much. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so build your confidence. Number, number two is look for opportunities to allow other people to shine. Y'all get me on this? Look for other opportunities for other people to shine, not you. Brian, you're amazing at this. Brian Wright's amazing at this. By the way, everyone give it up for Brian Wright sitting right here in the middle. Brian Wright rocks, man. How, how many of y'all would like to be in a magazine? I mean, talk to this guy. He's amazing. So success profiles, really cool stuff. Here's, here's something I do in regard to, uh, to, to building up confidence level in other people. I high five five strangers by noon. I do this in every city I go to, except for New York City. I don't do it there anymore. It's a little dangerous there. But what I do is every, every time I get a chance to high-five somebody, I'll do it. And I'll tell you a little story that, that I did. How many of you know what um, motor vehicles, you know, DMV motor vehicles, right? So, so I went into motor vehicles. Now, I like to collect cars and watches. That's kind of like what, what I like to do. So I went in to go get um, my license plate plaque for one of my vehicles. And this is in Texas. And I went down there to go into motor vehicles to get this license plate, okay? Now, they don't ship it to you. You have to actually go in, show them your license. So, um, so I go in, and, uh, you know, it's motor vehicles, right? So <laughs> you figure you're going to be there for a while, right? So I got my, I, my iPhone all charged up. I'm ready. I go in, and I look to my right, and there's nobody there. I'm like, this is great. And there's two people at some table, and they're pointing this way. So I look to my left, and I was like, oh, no. There was a line right here just starting literally like feet from me, going all the way down this way, all the way down, like, like, like a line to another line for like 100 people. Have you ever – do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So what do you guys call it? motor vehicles in, um, in Arizona? Is it DMV or DPS or something? Okay. Called motor vehicles. Okay, excellent. So, <laughs> so here's here's what happened. Let me give you the visual. Of what happened? Check this out. Ready? So, so I turn to my left, and I'm already in line. <laughs> now I'm bored, and a minute goes by, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'll check my my iPhone or something, right? So I don't know how they do it, but in these buildings, it doesn't work. So, <laughs> so here I am trying to, and it's not working. So now I'm bored again. <sighs> then I have an idea. Here's me having an idea. The guy in front of me is like this. What? High five. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> so he did. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm bored again. Wait a minute. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> High five again. <laughs> but this time, pass it on. <laughs> So he did. <laughs> there was a high five. You could hear it. I can't do it with the mic in my hand, but you, you could hear this high five going back and forth and back and forth for like 100 people. It was awesome. I was so excited about it that I was waiting for my high five to come back to me in line. So I'm here. I'm ready. I'm waiting. And all of a sudden, I feel this ch- shrug or tug on my left shoulder and, 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 and my shirt, and somebody's pulling me. And so I turn to the left. Have you ever met somebody who just looks completely mean that was this lady 
she's sitting right there. No, I'm just kidding. So here's what happened. She, I invited her to the motivational conference. No. So here's what happened. She, she comes up to me and she had her hands crossed like this and she's looking up at me and she says, is that you who started this high five line? The guy to my left is like this. And I said, yeah, I guess it was me. Is, is, is that okay? And she said, no, it's not okay. This is motor vehicles, and it's supposed to be negative. I was like, are you kidding me? And she looked to the left and right, and she said, actually, I am kidding you. I wanted to come over here. I wanted to find out who was doing it, because I want a high five as well. Can you give me one? And she said, do it low, though, because and she was really short, so I didn't know how low I could get. But anyway, so, so she's like, do it low so the cameras don't, hit, don't catch you. I'm like, cool. She, so I high-fived her. She was all happy. And then she says, what are you here for? And I, I said, well, I'm here to, here to pick up one of my motivational, you know, my, I'm a motivational speaker, and I'm here to pick up my, my plates. And she goes, wait a minute. Are you Mr. Awesome? guy over here he has no idea what's going on he's like what is happening and i said yeah that's that how do you know that she goes we've been waiting for you because it says mr awesome on my license plate she's like i don't know how you got eight letters on your license plate but you did it or seven whatever it was and she's like what i'll tell you what give me your license uh your driver's license and uh just pretend you're going to the restroom down that hall what I mean don't go but anyway go that down that hall and uh and i'll get you the license plate i was in and out of motor vehicles in like eight minutes flat Pretty cool, right? So, high five five strangers by noon. I'm telling you, it'll help you. Use it for good, not for evil, okay? So, it's really cool. So, I want to share one more story with you before my time's up. But let me, before my time's up, what's that mean? But, but not the, yeah. So, all right. So, so I want to tell you about the event, though, real quick. Um, we have 33 speakers. Everyone check this out real quick. 33 speakers. They're all TED Talk style presentations. If I haven't told you who's coming... I know. Did you like that? It was pretty cool, right? You want to see it again? I'll do it again. I'll do it again if you want me to do it again. Really? You want the bottom one? There you go. Did it do it? Yeah, that one. Okay. So one more time. Okay, here we go. So... So here's the scoop. So, so you guys, I'm talking, and everyone's like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> Look at the graphics. I love it. All right. So, so 33 speakers. Oh, there it is. Uh, here's the scoop, though. The, th- the speakers that we have coming up here in August, Laurel Langemeyer from The Secret and from this station. <laughs> we have Sharon Lecter. We have Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. How many of you all familiar with Shark Tank? We have Armando Montalongo from uh, Flip This House and uh, reality show uh, Undercover Boss. Who's, who's seen that boss? That thing. We have uh, Austin Walsh. This guy's really cool. The kid's 21. Oh, no, he's 26 years old now. He makes a million. He, like, literally makes a million dollars every other month. The kid started his first million at 21 years old. Every other month. I went up to him, I go, how do you make a million dollars? Why don't you make it every month, by the way? That's what I said, because I was confident. He goes, I only want to work every other month, Eric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how many? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> how many of y'all would like to make a million dollars every other year? <laughs> Let me just, I mean, seriously. How many of y'all are like, a million dollars every other year? I'm cool. Good, good for me, right? So, so that's, that's who's going to... I don't know why I'm pointing there. Uh, that's who's going to be here. We have... Um, oh, how many of you all familiar? Frank Shankwitz, the Make-A-Wish Foundation founder. He's going to be here as well. I mean, we have so many... 33 speakers. I can't tell you about all of them. But 
it's pretty impressive to be there. And what you should do is learn, grow, utilize it. And what we do is very different. This is a great setup, by the way. I love this. But what we do is a little different where we have sort of a catwalk and, and the, the, the stage like you can surround the speaker and high five them right there. And 95% of our speakers stay for all three days. You know what that means? They're there to meet you. Okay. They're there to hang out with you. So definitely be there. We, you were at the last one, right? How was it? What do you think, Jenny? Jenny Barsh, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? You loved it. Why are you going again? Yeah. More awesomeness, yeah. It's so true. And bring your kids, by the way. So I know a lot of a lot of people brought their kids. You can bring kids, two kids to day three. Your kids, not somebody else's. That'd be weird. But bring two kids <laughs> to day three. Because what we do is we teach your kids, age group is from seven to 17, okay? And we teach your kids confidence, leadership, and personal development for, for success. And what's cool about it is when they turn 18 to 21, they get to come back to the, to the Junior Habitude Warrior session and teach to the other kids and put that on a resume, which is really nice. And then when they turn 22 onwards, like our age, right? 22 onwards, right? <laughs> onwards, onwards, onwards. Just kidding, Brian. So when they turn 22 onwards, then <laughs> you and I are the same age, actually. <laughs> well, then, then what happens is they get to come back to the three-day event for lifetime membership for free. So just for you going to an event that you should be at in the first place, give the gift of success to your kids. Y'all get that? And sponsor a child if you'd like. It's awesome. So with that, I want to share with you one more story, and then I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. By the way, those who are interested in going, how many of y'all are interested? Forget the cost for a second. Forget the price. How many of y'all are really interested in going to this event? Let me see you raise your hands for a head count. Keep them up high for a quick head count. Okay. All right. Awesome. Let's do it this way. In fact, I think I might've put the cost in here. Oh, Robert. Good. You're here. I want to show you something. Check this out. Check this out. The habit you are, you, you just check it out right from there. It's normally $7.99 per person per day to attend the event. Okay. Now what we're doing is this It's normally $7.99. So if you add it up, it's like $2,400. We discount that down typically to $14.97. I think it'll show up here soon. Boom. There it is. So that's for the three days. Now, what I did and what, uh, what Sean and, and, and Robert did was they're like, hey, Eric, we need to work out a discount, discount. So, yeah, lower, right? So here's what I'm calling my discount. Check it out. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the Sean and Robert beat me up discount, okay? Someone should take a photo of that. It's pretty cool. So, so there we go. So you guys want the discount? Here it is. They said, we want to chip in. We want to help them out. How do we do it? So we came down to uh, – you. You get to take off $1,000 right now. Whoever signs up today gets in for only four, I think it's 497. Yep, 497. Okay, that's it. You get in for 497, so $500. And that's not per day, by the way. Just be clear on this. It's 497 total, and you get to go to all three days. Is that pretty cool? And what I'm going to do, thank you, what I will do is this. For the first 25 people that sign up, all you have to go do is go, and you can go now because you can actually listen to my story while you're signing up. I'm fine with that. So here's what we'll do. For the first 25 people that, that uh, go over to Jillian and grab this, she's got a little sheet there that you can fill out. Use your credit card or check, however you want to do it. And what she's going to do is she's going to give the first 25 people the Think and Grow Rich uh, book today. So you get, get to take that home today. And what everyone gets who signs up will also get um, what's called the Success Drive, which has 21 different eBooks. It has all some of our past programs of the event as well, all TED Talk style videos. So it's really cool. And I'm doing something 
a little special today. Uh, I will do this. Jillian, make sure that you let them know, too, when, when they go back there. Whoever signs up today for the 497, I'm going to give you a companion pass to bring one other person with you to all three days. So I want you to be a team going there. Does that make sense? So if you need to split it with somebody, do it. Do whatever you need to do. Okay? Make sense? Any questions on that? Cool. So make sure, oh, and you can finance it too. So if, if somebody says, hey, I want to go, it's only four ninety seven, but you want to sp- space it over two months, no worries. Even if three months, I don't really care. I don't care about the money. I care about you and your success of being at the event. Okay. So make sure you fill that out before we leave today. Okay. Now I want to wrap up with one more story. Is that good? I just have about 15 more minutes with y'all. Is that good? Yes. So here we go. The third story or third uh, idea is you need to pee every day. Okay? You need to pee every day. Now, <laughs> not right now. Don't do it. Okay. So here's what, here's what I mean. You need to be, P stands for this. Ready, guys? It stands for be positive, be energetic, and be, what do you think? Awesome. Exactly. So I'm going to share a quick story with you. Now, I was looking to get on, uh, or to, this, this school, this uh, college. And I really wanted to get in this college, this business school back in the East Coast. And uh, I wanted to get in. My, my family wanted me to get in. Um, every, everybody wanted me to get in. Um, the thing is, my grades did not really want me to get in. <laughs> so I had a little challenge getting in there. And I went to my friend and I said, I said, what should I do? You know, I really want to get into this business school. Everyone's going there. What should I do? You know, and, and he's like, well, you know, um, the dean of the school that you're trying to get into, his son is David and he goes to our school here high school and I was like oh my god that's right I just need to become friends with David and then I'm thinking wait a minute David's a jock I'm not really a jock <laughs> this guy's like you know one of those one of those workout jock kind of kids and so forth and I'm and popular and that was not me so I I'm like what am I gonna do he goes he goes well you got to figure it out you got to do something I said all right you're right so I went over to David. Now, he's, um, he's, he's standing there near the lockers in the hall, hallway of the high school, and he's standing there with his, his buddies, all these jock friends. So this is what I decided to do. All I decided to do is walk by him and eavesdrop, like listen in on what he was talking about, so then I can like kind of emulate the conversation with him too. So here's what I did. I kept on walking by, and I hear him talking about skiing. Like this is in the Northeast, by the way, so downhill skiing. I'm assuming there's not that many downhill skiers here in Phoenix area, right? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Oh, yeah, that's right. How many skiers do we have in the room here? Oh, wow. All of y'all? Wow, y'all are crazy. You do? Oh, snowboards? Excellent, excellent. So here's what happened. So I'm walking by David, and I keep on hearing him talking about skiing. So here's what I did. I just kept on walking by going, skiing, I love skiing, skiing's my friend. I just kept on walking by him. And I, I, I sounded silly doing this, but finally he turns over to me and says, he says, what'd you say over there? And I said, oh, nothing, I'm just having a conversation with myself talking about skiing. He's like, no way, we were just talking about skiing. <laughs> I'm like, really, that's cool. He goes, what's your name? And I, I said, it's Eric. He goes, Eric, do you, are you a skier? I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> awesome. As I said, of course, I didn't have a PowerPoint to point to the hallway, right? But, but I said, I'm awesome. He's like, oh, really? How awesome are you? I'm like, I'm awesomer than awesome. He's like, well, you should come with us. We're going skiing next Wednesday night. Oh, by the way, they just started night skiing 
in Vermont. Okay, this is in Burlington, Vermont area. They just started night skiing back in whatever it was, 80s, 87, I guess it was, in, in, in Vermont. And uh, it was a place called Bolton Valley. I just want to let you know that I'm scared of skiing during the day. Double, triple, quadruple that at night. Here we go. So I'm like, oh, I love skiing. It's going to be great. He goes, well, you should join us. We're going to go skiing next Wednesday. Come join us. I thought he said, come join us for dinner, like a salmon dinner. And then we're going to go skiing. I don't know why salmon, but I'm like, Psh, I'm there. Let's do it. So he goes, great. I'll see you next Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I'll introduce you to some people. Or 6 o'clock, something like that. I said, great. So I leave, and I'm petrified, but that's okay. I went back to my, my house and um, waited till my dad was asleep, and I stole his credit card out of his, his wallet, and then went to, because, I, oh, I didn't have skis. I, I, don't, I don't own skis. So I decided to grab my dad's credit card. Um, sorry, Dad. I don't know if you're listening right now. <laughs> but I grabbed it, and I went to something called Swiss Chalet to go get some skis, okay? So I went there, and, uh, and I'm looking at the, this, you know, skiing, uh, I mean the skis, and uh, the clerk comes up to me and says, hey, can I help you? I said, yeah, I need some skis and some boots. And he goes, great, how, how good are you? Awesome. Apparently I didn't learn my, learn my lesson yet, and I said, I'm awesome. I threw a psh in there. And he's like, oh, psh, we are in the wrong section, let's go over here. So we go over to the expert ski section, and I promise you, I swear to you, I remember this, and I think this helps me remember it. You see this, uh, like, cut out of the, the ceiling? Literally, the ceiling, the skis were taller than this, not this tall, but in this, the room that they had, apparently the skis looked like they were taller than the ceiling, okay? I'm like, oh man, this is going to be bad. So he goes, well, which ones do you want? He's like, K2, or this, or that. I'm like, you know what? You just pick. I'm sick of picking them. He's like, oh, sure. No worries. So he picks them out. He picks some, uh, some boots out for me. And, uh, and then I get, um, I got my goggles. Okay. So I got my own goggles. I was really excited about getting those. And, uh, and, and here I am, you know, with my dad's credit card, I buy all this stuff. So I look like a snowman walking out of there. So, so long story short, Wednesday comes and guys, I'm, I'm going to get in this school. I need to get in. I need to do anything I can to get in this school. Y'all with me on this? So here's what happened. By the way, it's nice and warm in here. <laughs> I like, I like, you guys, I, Robert said, hey, do you want to come uh, and speak? Um, and, and, uh, and he goes, we have a few different events you know, throughout the year. I go, when's the hottest? He, he, July? I go, great, I'll lose some weight. It's be perfect. So here I am. So I've lost like four pounds already since I've been on stage. This is awesome. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. I get over to the, uh, to the, to the uh, ski slope and uh, I go up the, the uh, chairlift and I get to the top. And I, I got to tell you, I'm like, by the way, this is really funny. Everyone, everyone just look at me for a second. And then I just realized somebody's literally laying there trying to get a nice massage and a nice uh, zen. And she's like, are you, are you asleep? Or are, you, are you okay? Okay, excellent. All right. I'll keep the rest quiet. I didn't realize you were there. Okay. So what happened was, <laughs> so here's what happened. I get up to the top and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like... I'm a novice skier. I'm not an expert skier. Are you all with me on this? I mean, I'm not going to be doing like this, like the snow plows all the way down, but I'm definitely not going over those diamond things, the black diamonds. But here's what happened. So I get to the top and David's there. And David looks at me and says, Eric, great. You're here. You're right on time. David, I want to introduce you to, I'm, I'm sorry, Eric, I want to introduce you to coach. Coach, Eric. I'm like, coach, is that his nickname? I go, hey, coach, what's going on? He goes, great, you're here, you're up first. I'm like, for what? He goes, oh, I heard you're a kidder. Seriously, you're up first. I forgot to tell you that this story is 
entitled The Time That Eric Swanson Joined the Vermont Ski Team Without Knowing He Was Joining the Vermont Ski Team, okay? So I'm like, oh, great. I'm up first. That's awesome. What are we doing? Oh, remember that salmon dinner? No, he said slalom. It wasn't salmon. We're doing a slalom race, apparently, in icy Vermont, all right? Hopefully you're with me on this. So I said, sure, let's do it. What's the worst that can happen, right? Well, I could die. Correct, yeah. So I decided to do it. So here we go. You know what? I'll give you the the visual. (sighs) It was really cool because there were a couple, there's like a, a traffic light right here. You know, the red, green, yellow thing, yellow, whatever, the different order. And then, and then they had a, a divot right here and another divot right here from the past skiers, I guess. So I put one pole there and the other pole over here. I got my goggles here. David and coach are over here. I'm like, David, you're cool. <sighs> got to get in the school. Here we go. So I decided... You know what? Are you with me on this? Because I'm pretty scared right now. I'm literally there. Here's what happened. I decided that I'm going to just do it. I'm going to take three breaths. And on the third breath, I'm going to go for it. Here's what happened. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to tell you that the poles that the guy sold me don't have straps on them because they were racing poles and they were like aerodynamic broken in my case, but there were aerodynamic bent poles. Y'all with me on this? So there's no straps on these poles. So here I take the goggles and I went like this. One, two, and on the third breath I breathed right into the goggles and I went like this. (sighs) At that point I thought it was a good idea to grab both my poles that had no straps on it and I went something like this. I left both poles at the top of the hill, and here I am going down this hill, straight down, and I have no idea what's going on. By the way, from the, from the, down in the bottom, they were thinking this. People were looking at me going, oh, my God, this guy's an amazing skier. Because I was going like this. Who needs poles? <laughs> Woo! Olay. And, and, and in reality, I was going, holy crap, where are my poles, right? And, this, uh, and little flags are hitting me left and right. I don't know what was going on there because I went straight down, okay? <laughs> and finally, I get down to the bottom. Oh, one of my poles, I noticed that it flew up. It got kicked up and flew all the way down and almost stabbed me like a harpoon. Finally, I get down to the bottom of the hill, and I finally made it, guys. I got down, and I was like... Holy crap. And I, I dropped, but my poles were gone already, but I dropped everything else I had on me. Like the goggles were all crooked. And I lay down on the ground backwards. And I don't know how David got down there so quickly, but he was already there. And he looks over me. He stands over me like this. Like, and I'm looking up and I can't really see still. And I, I'm, I'm thinking it's like a vision of God or something. <laughs> and he goes, holy crap. You're awesome. I was like, thanks, man. He goes, you should join the team. I'm like, done. Just get me off of this slope. He goes, done. So I joined the team. He goes, where are you going to college next year? I said, I'm trying to get it. Do you know my dad's the dean? No way. Really? (laughs) I'll put in a good word in for you. I'm like, done. So I made it. I made it to that college, by the way. And I never skied again. (laughs) So (laughs) my point, thank you. (laughs) 
my point in telling you this is what's standing in your way of your success? And are you allowing other things and other people and other ideas and other opinions to determine your future and your outcome? Stop doing it. Tackle it. Tackle that ski slope like I did. Get into the college. Meet the Brian Tracy and the, all these different individuals and start surrounding yourself with the best. I'll see you in, in August at the uh, Habitu Warrior Conference. Thanks a lot. My name is Eric Swanson. Rock and roll.